another What's Up podcast. So lucky today to have in our studio Michael Weir and Shane Sturdivant, both from the cast of A Comedy of Tenors at Arkansas Public Theater. Hilarious sequel to Ken Ludwig's Lend Me a Tenor. And I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we'll talk about some stuff, you know. Okay. So how did you fall into theater, Shane? Uh, kind of started, I think, when I was in high school. I'd gotten into a summer program. That I grew up in a very, very small town, a very small school that didn't have a theater program or anything like that. And so I just kind of applied for this summer program and got into it and just fell in love with it. I've always been a fan of storytelling and and loved to read when I was a kid. And uh, so, yeah, that followed me into college. I studied music and um, even worked professionally for about five seconds and realized I just... I did not want to be in that in that uh, environment. Where did you work professionally? professionally? Just in regional theater uh. in in the Southwest, and uh, uh, you know, lots of lots of insecure diva like people <laughs> that I just I couldn't handle. I might have been one too. I'm not sure. But, <laughs> um, so yeah, um, as an adult, I've been able to just enjoy doing community theater in several different areas and. Uh, Northwest Arkansas is my home now, and it's become my favorite place to do to do community theater. So, Michael, I always have this image of you as a class clown. Is that fair? <laughs> uh, you mean as a teenager? Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, more of a, that's more happened in my adult years. Really? I, I, was, I was a pretty shy teenager. Uh, it took me a while to get into it. I got into theater um, basically doing chorus roles. Um, um, our church put on some of those big productions music man fiddler on the roof all the the ones you're familiar with and uh um, i just got in it in it because i was in uh, in the church choir and and i had an instrumental music background and i just thought this is just great i just love this and i wasn't doing much it was just just the feedback uh and so i got when i got to college i decided i want to to take classes and study acting and i got real lucky uh where i was and got cast in some pretty good parts there and then I didn't do it for a while and then I moved to uh, Northwest Arkansas and discovered the great community theater community community theater that we have here in this community and and I've been doing it for 20 years now and uh, you get then. all the great comedic roles <laughs> we were just walking as we were coming up the stairs we were talking about Michael first popped into my consciousness doing a funny thing happened on the way to the forum at the Art Center of the Ozarks. Yeah. And then he was just King Herod in Jesus Christ Superstar at APT. You get all the great funny parts. <laughs> I wish that were true. But yeah, all the, I'm, I'm very fortunate that, that uh, uh, I guess I have that, that look about me and, and, uh, um, and, and I'm able to, you know, it's being in the right place at the right time uh, with the right combination of people. And um, I've, I consider myself fortunate uh, that I've been able to do all that. It's it's, it's what I love to do the most, uh, and uh, you know, I've been grateful that the ACO has has been so great in APT uh, the last uh, couple of years. Um, uh, it's just been, it's just been a tremendous experience. And both uh, these gentlemen have amazing voices. Shane popped into my radar in Sunset Boulevard at Arkansas Public Theater, but I should be horribly ashamed of myself because he played the lead in Les Mis. It's not a show that I love, but you have an amazing voice. Well, thank you. Is that the challenge of a comedy of tenors? Because you all do end up singing opera. Uh, yeah, we do. I was actually classically trained, so this is 
kind of goes back to my initial training. It's it's something I'm I'm relatively comfortable with, even though it's been 20 years since I've sang it. Um, but I at least have kind of a touchstone for it. Um, I think probably the more challenging piece for me is this is the first non-musical I've done in 15 years. So, uh, you know, I've always kind of just got to be the guy that goes out on stage and sings pretty and then goes back. So, you know, it's it's been a really good experience of challenging and and working on my acting abilities. And this is a great show to do. As the director, Brendan Emick, says, there's all these words and no tune. <laughs> and all these words come in accents. How hard is that? Right. Yeah. yeah. It, I'm sure the opera is easier for Shane than it is for me. I, 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 I sing show tunes and... The, the great acting that comes in is, is a singing opera, which is not something that I would normally do, but it's been a great challenge uh, for me as well. This is a play with singing. As right, well. right. So it's sort of the reverse of a musical, right. I would say. So what about the accents? Because you don't necessarily have... No, I actually put on my audition form... Ella put a little asterisk on a note to Brenda that said, please don't make me do an accent because I'm terrible at them. They always just end up in this weird kind of drunken Southern drawl <laughs> Chinese thing that I cannot figure out. No, it doesn't matter what I try to do. That's where I end up. So uh, fortunately, she cast me in a, in a part where I play an American so I can just keep it straight. It's really nice. And Michael does an amazing Italian yes. accent. Oh, that's kind. Yeah. And, and, and it, it, Accents are tough, uh, and it, it really does require just kind of going and looking. And there's a lot of material on online as to as to just the specific pronunciation of the vowel sounds and uh, and it, and getting that Italian uh, mode in your head so that the audience so you're doing it well enough so that the audience believes that that you might be actually Italian. So. so here's the premise of the comedy of tenors. There's a great tenor named Tito Morelli, which is yeah. Michael's role, yes. who is going to perform at an outdoor concert in Paris in the 1930s. He's going to be joined by a younger up-and-coming tenor named Carlo. Mm -hmm. And then Max, which is Shane's role, has somehow kind of gotten onto the program, even though he's younger and less up-and-coming. Right. I've been, I was uh, the assistant to the producer in Lend Me a Tenor. So I've kind of come into this career now where um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually almost the same age as Tito, somewhere kind of in between Carlo and Tito, but I, I'm still very, I'm greener than either one of them as far as performing goes. So there's a, <clears throat> there's a lot in this show of me kind of balancing ending up being forced to be the assistant to the producer again and trying to be an opera singer. So it's And Ed McClure, who you all know if you know Arkansas Public Theater, plays the producer who will stop at nothing to make sure this concert happens. <laughs> and he is very funny. Very he funny. Is His very character's funny. hilarious. <laughs> and then there's mistaken identity, slamming doors, um, deliberately mistaken identities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it gets really confusing. And then there's a Russian diva. Yep. Played by Kate Taylor Williams, who is a whole other thing. What's been the most fun and what's been the biggest challenge? For me, the most fun has actually been to get to play opposite Ed uh, and to be directed by Brenda. Those are two things I've never gotten to do. Uh, I've always just worked with Ed as a, as a director. So it's been really fun to just 
kind of have that new level of and relationship with funny. him. And he is a hoot. We we have a ball. We've always had fun, but this kind of fits our kind of snarky banter in our friendship anyway. So uh, it works out really well. That's been the most fun for me. Uh, the most challenging, I think, for all of us is just the way that a farce works differently than a drama or even a, a other forms of comedy is that you're not really acting through your lines. Your lines are sort of there as filler. It's about the physical comedy, the facial reactions, and the pace. The pace is so important to a farce. And so it's very easy to kind of fall back into those uh, where you're acting through what you're saying. And the truth is what you're saying is almost irrelevant. So it's, it's a good challenge that way. What about you, Michael? The... Uh, uh, the most fun I'm having is just getting to do these broad comedies, which I, I, I like to do. I don't get the opportunity to do them as much because I'm always doing the musicals. And so to be in a, in a, in a, in a play where it's just focused on the characters and, 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 the, and the situation, uh, and it's funny, uh, it, I, I've really en- enjoyed that. These types of shows, don't, they really don't come around often enough in my head. Because uh, this is a real audience pleaser that they'll they'll laugh from beginning to end, um, and so that to me is it, getting out of that musical mode and into a, a, a just a comedy straight play is 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 has been has been fun for me. It's also been a challenge as well because this is a very different pace and it's a very different it, very different way of of, of approaching a performance. Uh, it, musicals have a certain kind of rhythm that straight shows don't have and, and kind of getting used to that uh, <laughs> trying to get used to not having a song to sort of break oh you know you have a song as a break you know I get to think of what to do next even if you're singing the song you're like well, what's happening next but um, there's not a minute the phrase no, breakneck pace there is, is... no breaks I, I, I joke I, I bring a big bottle of water uh, with me which I do with every show and I, I, I don't have time to <laughs> to to drink the water I, I seize on the ten seconds here, here and there that I get to do that. So I'm not sure anybody's uh, going to understand a word of the lines because they move <laughs> so fast and because of the accents. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. what Shane said, it doesn't matter because yeah. the whole thing is physical comedy and timing and expressions and just absolute hilarity. I think the audience will be exhausted from laughing. Yeah, I, and the intention of a farce is that you're always four or five beats behind. The, the cast the audience is always in catch-up mode they're just they're getting they're getting what you just did while you're already doing something else so it's 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 really fun that way and if farce doesn't if you're not a theater fan who understands farce um i always pull noises off as mm-hmm. like the yeah. the epitome of farce that it's slamming doors and mistaken identities and mistaken intentions and right yeah Comedy on crack is how Ed put it. My observation is, uh, is the audience knows everything that's happening. The characters have no idea what's happening. Right. They're the ones that are confused. Ooh, true. Uh, the audience is... The, the, the comedy comes to the fact that the audience knows what's really going on and trying to figure out how the characters are going to get back to that normal right. uh, life there, uh, which... Uh, you know, they eventually will get to, but uh, it will it will take a, about ninety minutes uh, right. before that uh, happens again. And is this running no intermission? I believe so. Yeah. That's the Ooh, decision. Oh, that's going to go fast. Yeah, because yeah. it's only I think it's only running about seventy five minutes yeah. right mm-hmm. now. So, uh, and it may so by the time we get to Friday, it may be even faster than that. Maybe there yeah. should be like 
somebody should be handing out 26, is it 26.2 or 26 uh, <laughs> marathon stickers at the door. Right. I want to ask you real quickly while we've got you here, Shane. I know that you do something fascinating for a living. Oh, and I, I don't know if I do it for you, a living, but I do well, it. <laughs> except for in the daytime. In the daytime? Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about Micah's house. So uh, we are an organization that serves young men 18 to 25 who have aged out of foster care or who are homeless and don't have a support system. Um, about 50% of uh, our young men came out of traditional foster care. The other 50% have uh, come to us through through different avenues, but have similar stories of just sort of uh, broken ch- childhoods, um, a lot of couch surfing, some living in tents out in the woods trying to finish high school and, and things like that. So what we do is we step in and, um, of course, our, our pinnacle program is is we provide housing to a certain number uh, and then we provide mentoring life skills relationship and just kind of surround them in the ways that that a family would uh, and just try to give them some tether to identity some people that they know are in their corner and give them an opportunity to 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 figure things out because even the best well-adjusted 18 year old is clueless right so these these young men, um, uh, oftentimes, Michael and I were talking earlier. I, I, I get kind of frustrated because people will kind of approach them or have this this posture that they're troubled, quote unquote. And and the truth is, is they're just lost. I they was eighteen once. I do. was troubled. We're all troubled. <laughs> right, at and, and, and the, we're we're all troubled now. Let's yeah. be honest. Like n- none of us have got it all together. So. Uh, you know, it's it's been a really enriching experience for me. Um, I currently don't do that to pay the bills. I actually, uh, we are a completely volunteer organization right now because um, we have some things on the horizon financially that we want to do. And so we're trying to invest in making sure we're building a sustainable future. So I actually run an event company uh, on, on the side and sell used office furniture and <laughs> resell auction purchases. And so I have all these different hustles trying to keep the bills paid. But what I do at Micah's house, that's my focus. That's my passion. So, so. how do we help Micah's house? Can we Google them and find ways that we can help? Absolutely. Uh, uh, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. We're on there, Micah's house NWA. Uh, and our website is Micah's house Uh, of course we're always needing financial support. Um, we stand alone in a, in a way, uh, distinctly from other organizations in that we have several different ways that we're creating and building to create revenue for ourselves so that we're not a traditional nonprofit who's just, well, for lack of a better phrase, standing around with their hands out. Uh, we want to show people that this is how passionate we are. We will put in the work to make this happen. Um, and so obviously financial is always a need feeding 12 to 18 boys can be a little expensive. Um, and, uh, of course just the, uh, the everyday mentorship, just being there and being a part of their lives and building those relationships. These young men have had very little, um, reflection of what healthy relationships look like. And so a lot of what we're doing is just sort of reframing their perspective of what adulthood can be and giving them the space. Most of them have never lived more than three feet in front of their face. That's every day. That's trauma. That's poverty. That's all the things that they've dealt and dealt with and been handed um, have kind of left them in a place where they, they don't even have the space to dream. And so what we do is we give them the opportunity and the time and the space 
to figure out who they are, what they want to do, what kind of man they want to be, and what are the steps to get there. So, And this is why you never know what's going on with the folks who are on stage. Michael has done 37,000 things as a career. <laughs> what did you start out as? Uh, I My original career was, uh, I have a radio TV film degree from UALR. That's where I did my first theater as well. Uh, and I sort of, sort of accidentally got into producing um, like the local news. I worked for 4029 <laughs> for a couple of years and, and, a, and a station in Tulsa. Um, decided that wasn't quite the life <laughs> that I decided that wasn't quite for me. Uh, I wanted to kind of go to like the nine to five. I just, you know, that kind of job. So I went back to school. And so I've also been a civil engineer. I worked for a company called ESI in Springdale for 15 years. And then my wife and I have formed a property management company. So I now have a real estate license as well. Holy cow. And that's what we're doing now. It's called Platinum Properties. I should mention that. <laughs> and see, I took a wrong turn because I was going to New York. That's what I was going to do yeah. with my life. And then I took, I decided, A, I wasn't that good an actor. B, I would be a terrible waiter. And <laughs> C, I didn't want to do technical theater. And I could tell stories sitting down yeah. as a journalist. So here we are sitting right. down. It's perfect. I did. I went on two professional auditions. Did you? Yeah, what? but that pretty much. I've been paid for making that. a film, so I'm a professional <laughs> film actress. Well, there you go. Does that count? It does. It always counts. <laughs> the great thing about the theater community is I see everybody step up to support Micah's house, and it's a great bunch of people here. Yes. So you'll enjoy the show and meet them afterward in the lobby. A Comedy of Tenors opens at 8 o'clock on November 1st. Showtimes are 8 o'clock November 1st and 2nd, 2 o'clock on November 3rd. And again, the next Thursday through Sunday at Arkansas Public Theater in Rogers. Tickets start at $24. And in the Zephyr Blevins Gallery in the lobby, you can see artwork by Jan Gosnell, which goes really well with the show. Thank you guys for being here with us. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Thank you.